Welcome to Make Life Click. Together, we're exploring an exciting new approach to social media based on real life, not best life. Established upon a foundation of trust and accountability, our vision is to become a social centre point, a cooperative connecting a network of people and partners who are committed to having a positive impact on people's well-being, both online and offline. Make Life Click is a new community based on seven values, trust, humility, honesty, kindness, appreciation, courage and curiosity. You can find out more by going to www.makelife.click. Really pleased to be joined by Molly today. Would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, yeah. So um, I'm Molly. I'm 17. Um, I'm currently in year 12 at college doing psychology, health and social care and sociology, which I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy being around people and learning about how people work and things that make them tick. And yeah. Just wondering then, so obviously we all know that everywhere has been given a big shake-up over the last 15 months or so. What's that life been like for you? It's been really up and down. Um, I think at the beginning it was really strange because um, I was in year 11 and so we'd suddenly been told that our exams that we'd been preparing for for a long time um, weren't happening anymore. And so we just suddenly had all this free time where we didn't really have to do anything, which... Um, was quite hard because um, I love being around people and feeling like I'm helping others and so being able to not interact with others was really hard because it made me sort of question my purpose and so in that way it was quite hard but um, it also um, just gave me time to myself and there was not really any pressure to do anything or um, live up to any expectations and um, so yeah it's just been very up and down I think. So did you have to come up with sort of ingenious ways to keep those connections with people? Yeah, so I um, I quite enjoy like writing letters and um, sending like, encouragement to people. And so um, I wrote lots of letters to my friends and to my family and baked things and dropped them around outside their front doors. And so that was a way that I tried to stay connected with people as well as doing lots of Zooms and lots of FaceTimes with my friends. Yeah, brilliant. And do you think um, social media and your sort of usage of social media upped during that time or stayed the same? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there was a lot of reliance on social media to stay connected with people. And so I think it was a really great tool that we could all use um, to stay connected and all kind of feel like we're in it together and that we can get through it all together. How would you describe your relationship with social media now? Um, again, very up and down. I think there's lots of positives to it. You can feel supported and there's lots of resources and you can stay connected with people. But also I think it can be quite a toxic place if it's used in the wrong way or depending on who you follow and who you choose to interact with. I think it can be really difficult self-esteem wise um, with the thing of comparing yourself to other people or people putting out this like false um false perception of themselves like their best life rather than reality Mm. and so I think in that way it can be quite unhelpful and discouraging but also used in the right way I think it can be have a really positive impact yeah how do you kind of manage that how do you create boundaries for yourself so that you use it to 
actively encourage and support you like you're saying you know it's a can be a good resource rather than it being a place where you, you know it becomes toxic to you and has a negative impact on you I really try and make a like an active choice to follow people that make me feel good and when they their posts or their stories come up on my feed um it doesn't make me compare myself or doesn't make me feel not good enough but that just encourages me and shows the realities of people I think it's really hard because it can be such a positive thing um if it's used in the right way but also if you follow people that um have this sort of beauty standard of being perfect or people that show like all the all the best sides of their life um it can make you feel not good enough and like what your life is isn't very good um and so I try to interact with accounts and people that inspire me and build me up as opposed to make me feel not good enough and sort of tear me down I think Mm, that sounds very wise um do you think that's typical most young people I think it really varies um I think teenagers it's really hard because you're sort of trying to discover who you are and so it can be quite difficult to sort of stray away from what everyone else is doing and so I know that there's some accounts that I follow that I kind of only follow them because everyone else does and not wanting to feel left out Uh, which I think can be really unhelpful and so I think a lot of people follow celebrities and things like that out of fear of not wanting to miss out if they don't follow them and something was to happen Um, and so I think it's getting better like people are becoming more aware of this false reality um, but I think it can be quite difficult um, to sort of find that line and actually take the step to be in control of your own feed and not let society control that for you you talked a bit earlier about um the whole best life versus reality or real life which I know is something that make life click is really keen to sort of redress the balance on um do you think it can be very easy to put across sort of a persona that you you want to and actually hide behind that as a confidence or almost as a a putting across of of life in the way that you want people to see it and not to be honest about times that you're struggling and things do you think that's quite an easy sort of trap to fall into yeah absolutely I think being vulnerable and showing your vulnerable side is so hard so it can be so easy just to take say if you're taking a selfie take hundreds of pictures of yourself and only put out the one that you think you look the best in and then that's the one that people see and if everyone's doing that then it automatically is just not real because you've taken hundreds just to get one that you're all right with posting and so I think there's a standard that we feel we have to live up to which is completely unachievable and isn't helpful for everyone but we're sort of in this cycle now that it's hard to break out of um and so I feel like we should all try and get better at um, putting out realities of what things are actually like and um, feeling able to be vulnerable in order to support others and reassure others that what they're feeling and experiencing isn't just them but we sort of all need to do that together and it's really hard to sort of break out of the mold that we've been taught to live in. Mm, it almost seems like a mass movement somehow. Yeah um, absolutely. 
So you talking about that and uh, and the importance of us, I guess, showing our or being willing to show our vulnerable sides. Um, I don't know um, how many out there are following the Olympics at the moment, but I'm really keen on following the, the gymnastics. And just recently, the story of Simone Biles, who has pulled out of the team final um, for the gymnastics uh, you know, squad for... Um, reasons of her, her mental health um, I just think it's it's really inspiring and actually she's been really well supported in her decision or it seems like she is at the moment the media certainly seems to be very behind her and she talks about how she thinks mental health is sort of more prevalent in sports right now and the importance of protecting our minds and our bodies and not just to go out and do what the world wants us to um, you know to do the thing that is right for you even if it's a a massive deal obviously for her to have pulled out of something where they were you know the favorites to win um she's got four gold medals and a bronze you know at Rio in 2016 she is fantastically um you know accomplished as a gymnast but yet she chose to to make this decision um because she knew that her mental health actually needs to take priority and I think cases like that where it's a really bold stand, isn't it? Yeah. You know, really bold stand. And I hope that people in the, the limelight, in the media, very publicly sharing a vulnerability, but in order to bring strength to others, like you were just talking about, I think is, is really important. I think we are seeing it creeping in a little bit more. Yeah. I think you you guys as young people are very much leading that uh, you've got a lot, a lot to teach us I think um okay so I know that you are a real advocate for promoting well-being and you often talk about the importance of um of mental health and you know I think we've spoken before about how some of the people that you would choose to follow on social media are people that you see as having a positive impact on your mental health you, you know and your your well-being how far do you think social media is able to help this? You know, how much of it then can become a hindrance? I think you've touched a little bit on it. I just wondered a little bit more about how much does social media help or hinder this whole idea of boosting our everyday well-being? I think um, it can be a bit of a mixture. I think on the one hand, it um, it's sort of normalised in a good way because it then allows conversations to be opened up and it causes people to feel like it's not so much a scary topic or something that should be kept to themselves but that actually just educating people of the signs of certain mental illnesses or um, the things that people can experience um, inwardly that maybe they hide or don't let show is really encouraging because it can help people not feel alone or um, that there are ways that they can be supported and just opening up those conversations with their friends. I think um, because there's a lot of talk about um, different types of mental illnesses on um, social media, it can also cause some people to self-diagnose or kind of jump to conclusions and potentially scare themselves if they see they can relate with certain symptoms. And so I think um, it's important to educate people of the signs, but also to encourage them to seek medical help or go to charities or their GP um, if they can relate rather than just 
jumping to conclusions and scaring themselves or worrying themselves that they've got a certain mental illness if actually they're just experiencing some not very nice thoughts or feelings and so I think it's a bit of a mixture I think it's amazing that uh, we're feeling able to talk out about it more and talk to others and have those open conversations and be vulnerable um, but also I think it is important still to seek professional help rather than just using those resources and relying on them to diagnose yourself. Yeah, I can see how that can be very easy to to do. You have a checklist of these things are signs and symptoms of a particular mental illness and seeing that five of the seven, the ones that you can relate to. Um, it's great to hear that you can see how it, social media can be a real resource and, and actually you're really aware as well of how there are some pitfalls with that. Um, how in control do you think young people are of the sorts of things that come up on their feed? Um, you know, obviously the way that artificial intelligence targets the types of things that you might see. How in control do you think people are? And actually, do you think people even think about that? Um, I think that the, I don't know whether it's the coding, I'm not very tech, techie, but um, it's quite clever at, seeing what you're interacting with and then filling your feed with that because they think that that's what you'll be interested in so I think especially platforms like TikTok are quite um big on that and so I know that if sometimes I'm feeling quite low and I'm looking at like interacting with some of the sadder videos um that sounds quite sad um (laughs) some of the sadder videos um it will then keep coming up with the sad videos because the platform thinks that that's what I'm interested in. And so I think as much as that can be quite reassuring, if that is what you're needing, it also doesn't allow you to sort of get out of that headspace if that's all your feed is filled up with at a certain time. And so maybe um, what you're needing in that moment isn't to read and watch stuff that fits with your mood but actually what you need is a distraction and so I think if social media platforms fill your feed with things that you're feeling in a certain time if you're struggling it can be quite unhelpful and you're then out of control because you're sort of stuck in that same frame of mind. I think make life click um, with the way that that is designed you know it's it's different in that you aren't I guess the product of of the social media you are much more in control of what you click on what you engage with how you interact um and it's it's based on your choices and your selections rather than things being pushed towards you yeah. so um i think that's one of the ways it's it's trying to stand out um and give the control much more back to the user um, so what are then your kind of hopes for the future in terms of young people, the way they connect, the way they interact with social media? What would be your kind of dream way, if you like, that um, that social media will be, uh, you know, in the future? I I think we're heading in the right direction, but I hope that social media becomes more real and less filtered and glamorised and sugar-coated and just becomes more real so people go to social media and leave social media feeling empowered and built up as opposed to feeling not good enough or that 
I don't know, they just have less of a worth of themselves. Um, even stuff like validation, like I know Instagram's just released a um, update where you can choose to turn off the amount of likes that you get on a certain post. So just more things like that where posts start to be because of the post as opposed to how many likes you get or how many interactions you get with something. So that sort of feeling of comparison lessens and it becomes something where you want to share something with a community of people as opposed to wanting to impress people or I'm not sure like just you're doing it for yourself as opposed to doing it for others um validation and reassurance but that actually you post something because you want to post it and because you like it as opposed to because you think that's what people want to see from you the way you're talking sounds a bit more like it's um you you like the idea of it being seen as a bit like an online journal almost of you know logging moments in your life you know that almost tell yeah. a story whether that's warts and all and sometimes it's not so great and other times it is so great but the idea of it being almost like a, a diaried journal and collection of of moments in life um, yeah. and absolutely showing things that you're proud of or things of yourself like it's not to say that you then can't do that or you can't show the amazing things that happen but also it not just being that and actually showing the realities and being open when you are struggling and reassuring people of the feelings that they may be feeling is normal and it's not something to be hidden away just I think a lot more of an open book rather than just the highlights page I think is the main one that I really mm. hope to see more of in the future. It's so interesting talking to you thank you for for being with us today. One of the questions that um, all our guests have been asked is the idea of hope over fear it's something that Make Life Click comes back to time and time again um, the idea of living in hope over fear what does that mean to you? Um, I think that phrase is really like I can really relate to it quite a lot because I'm quite I'd say I'm quite an anxious person and I'm really trying to not let the anxieties control me I saw a quote that was saying don't let um I think it's don't let fear make the decisions on your behalf I'm not letting that stop you from doing something that could be really fulfilling and really positive in your life and so I think it's almost making the active decision to feel the fear but sort of do it anyway and being optimistic about the future and not looking at all the things that could potentially go wrong or all the bad things but just looking at the possibilities and the things that could happen in the future that would make a really positive impact and just living like for me I just I don't want to live my life and get to however old and regret not doing things because they could potentially go wrong or this could potentially happen because you only got one life and that's just not not a very fulfilling way to live how do you do that in your everyday then how do you make sure that when you are feeling anxious and when you are feeling that fear that you aren't allowing that to become the deciding factor and the and the maker of the decision about whether you do something or don't do it I know that the people around me have a massive impact on my mood and what I do and so I really try to surround myself with people that I know 
are really for me and so will positively push me out of my comfort zone and challenge me to do things that I might be fearful doing but ultimately aren't really scary aren't really risky and so I think that that really helps me to live and not let my fears hold me back especially ones that are just in my head and are legitimate reasons to not do something and so I think I try to make the active decision to recognize the people that are good for me and the people that allow me to live in the best way I can and just surround myself with them and experience things together so again it's about being in contact and connected with people again it's a a real key factor for you isn't it yeah so how then might your life be different if you did base more of your decisions on hope rather than fear I think your perspective makes all the difference. Um, You can have a really bad situation or a really negative experience, but choose to look at the positives of it and choose to see what good has come out of something. And so perspective matters massively. Thank you, Molly, for joining us today. It's really good to hear things from your perspective. And I think you bring a whole lot of wisdom in what you say. Um, and I'm sure that everybody who's listened today will find that there's just something, a nugget of, of truth or a nugget of, of wisdom there that is really helpful to them where they're at today. So, yes, thank you for, for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Make Life Click podcast. We hope it's been helpful for you. Please leave us a comment wherever you listen to podcasts and we hope you'll join us again next time.